Hello world, welcome to another exciting episode of the Curious K podcast. My name is Kolapo and I'm your host. If you're joining us for the first time, Curious K podcast is a show where I meet with amazing startup founders, ecosystem builders, and everyone working to make entrepreneurship thrive on the African continent. And we spice it up at times, you know, I mean... As I say, variety is a spice of life. So today, uh, we'll be doing something different, and that is based on the fact that uh, last week, I was invited by my friends at Rad5 Tech Hub, uh, which is an innovation hub located in Southeast Nigeria, Abia State to be precise. And they've been working to build the the ecosystem, the innovation space uh, in that region for some years. And I was very honored uh, to be invited just to talk about the fundamentals of a startup uh, to some group of entrepreneurs uh, that are joining Rad5 uh, Startup Club. Uh, It was a pleasure for me uh, to speak with this young wonderful guys there to speak to these young amazing entrepreneurs starting out to build amazing projects and on this episode uh you'll be listening to my to my presentation uh about the fundamentals of of building a startup and i and i hope you enjoy it all right so um the objective of this event is to give all entrepreneurs on this call, those who are already into the field of uh, entrepreneurship, or those who tend to get into it, or those who are already doing it and want to do it smarter. So uh, at the end of this section, you should be able to understand what is required of you to build a successful startup. So, um, and it's going to be a section that is so interesting and engaging. So um, with no much talks, I would want to say that we have two speakers that would take us on this journey. Uh, the first person I would want to introduce is uh, Mr. Kolapo. And before I go ahead, I want to let you know that this section was also inspired as a result of the application that we opened earlier this year on um, joining our startup club, Rat5 Startup Club. And uh, we had over 40 applications. That is to say that they are young persons who wants to build innovative products. So as a groundbreaker, before we start the cohort properly, we decided to uh, lay a foundation. You know, before you build a house, you ought to lay a foundation. So this is one of the foundations that we are laying to see that uh, those who happen to join us on, uh, in our 2022 cohort would really understand how the journey is, whether it is so smooth, whether it is so uh, rosy or rough so that you won't think it's so easy to hear that you have acquired a million dollars or $20 million and so on and so forth. With that said, I will want to introduce our speakers. The first speaker that will be speaking to us is a friend. Uh, He's a mentor, he's a colleague in the business. Uh, I got to know him uh, when he was running a startup. I I never wanted to mention that portfolio, so it's better he, he mentions it. Uh, we reached out to him. He's based in Lagos and uh, currently the program manager at a hub in Lagos. He's experienced in this. And we reached out to him so that he can share his experience on building startups. So I would want to bring to the floor Mr. Kolapo, 
uh, who happens to be the uh, startup program manager at v v Vertebra Hubs in Lagos. So when he takes over the uh, platform, he introduces himself properly. Over to you, Mr. Kolapo. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, John. I hope you can hear me. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much uh, for the introduction, John. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm looking forward to a very exciting conversation. Uh, all right, thank you very much, John. Uh, and good afternoon once again, everyone, uh, for, for joining us, joining me today. Uh, I'm very happy to be part of this session. And I want to say a big thumbs up to uh, John and the team, Igwe at Rad5. Uh, I've known them for a while now, and I understand the hard work they've been doing uh, to grow the ecosystem. Uh, not just in Abia, but you know, across the southeastern part of uh, Nigeria. So I want to say thumbs up to you guys. And um, as you all know, uh, the essence of this conversation is to understand the fundamentals of building a style. All right. So my name is Kolapo Gumbile, as John rightly mentioned. Uh, and before we go into the session, I would just like to give a quick introduction about me, uh, so you just have a background of who is speaking, all right? Yeah, so first and foremost, I've built a startup uh, that has failed before, so I can say I'm a failed startup founder. <clears throat> and luckily, I've also built some home run, uh, which means I've built some other businesses that I've made hundreds of thousands of, of dollars. Uh, currently, I'm a podcast host, and I also manage the startup programs uh, in Vertebra Technology Hall, uh, which is a hub that is funded by the Bank of Industry uh, in Nigeria. I've worked with over 50 startups. So I have kind of experience in, in working with startups and providing startup advisory and also building my own businesses. So the goals, uh, what are we looking to achieve? So in the course of this conversation, uh, I'll be exploring uh, what a startup is, uh, what it finds uh, success in building a startup, what are the key elements to look out for, and, and how you can also understand the different sources of capital uh, for your startup, the benefit and the drawbacks. So the essence of this is just to have an holistic, a high-level uh, conversation, and hopefully at the end of this conversation, you can do more research and you can start building. You know, which is the most important goal, you know, of us having this conversation. So I want this to be to be a bit interactive, right? So feel free to put it in the chat box or just raise up your hand if you want to answer the question. So once you hear a startup, what comes to your mind? Anybody? So what comes to your mind? Uh, I mean, feel free to put it in the chat box or you can act as well. Just raise up your hand or unmute. And I, I mean, I would just like to hear, I mean, what your opinion is on this, then we can, we can proceed on the conversation. Anyone? We have Chukuka raising up his hand. Can you go ahead and just tell us on mute? Okay, I can say a startup is, you know, starting something new, probably something you've not been doing before. 
Okay, very good. That, that's a great uh, response. Thank you very much, Chibuka, for, for pointing that out. Anybody else? Of course, like I said, please feel free to put this in the chat box so you can uh, raise up your hand. Uh, we have somebody else uh, raising up his hand. Please go ahead. You can unmute. We have Anderson. Yeah, Anderson, please go ahead. On oh, the chat, yeah. So Anderson says startup is a company or a firm that solves a problem and it's innovative, amazing. I mean, that, that's also a great response to look at what a startup is. All right, yeah, so we have two wonderful uh, responses now about what a startup is. Uh, Chukuka said, I mean, it's, it means you're starting something new. Uh, we have Anderson. Anderson said it's a company or firm that solves a problem and it's innovative. And that's like really amazing, you know, questions in terms of ways to look at uh, what a startup is. Uh, so when you think about a startup, uh, maybe some of the companies or organization that comes to your mind is like Meta uh, or Facebook or Jumia or Tesla. And um, these are like big organizations that started out uh, with maybe a typical example is like the Facebook story. I mean, Facebook was probably born in a dorm room. Uh, but now uh, this is a company that is publicly traded. Uh, uh, Tesla is a company that is pub publicly traded. Uh, Jumia is a company that is publicly traded. Although these companies started as startups, uh, they can no longer be regarded as startups now because of the growth uh, that they've achieved. And also, when you're thinking about startup, uh, you should understand that it it simply means a new business. All right, uh, but when there's a lot of buzz when it comes to around talking about startup uh, in technology or businesses leveraging on technology, uh, when you talk about companies like Facebook, like maybe Jumia, these are grown companies, these are big companies, uh, but they have uh, a startup history in the fact that they started very, very young. But that doesn't mean that a company that is not core technology based is not a startup. All right. So what I'm trying to say is that essentially startups are businesses that are very new. We've all heard of Kilimanjaro, right? Uh, the chain of uh, fast food restaurant. Okay. I think maybe the company started some years, eight years uh, or nine years back in Port Accord. And it's a company that is starting at that time uh, when Kilimanjaro was starting out. They can be regarded as a startup. The fact that this guy is selling food and you, you're building something online doesn't make you different from the other business. The fact that you guys are young and your new businesses, you can all be, uh, be regarded as a startup. And um, I would also like to talk about SMEs so that we can have a clear uh, understanding in terms of where the intersection comes in, all right? So this is a definition of what uh, SMEs or MSME means. Uh, by the bank of industry uh, we can see a micro business is a business with less than 10 employees that has a total asset of less than 5 million naira. that has a total revenue of less or equal to 20 million naira uh, per annum small businesses has grown has like 11 to 50 employees is doing 100 million naira uh, per annum 
medium businesses are like 51 to 200 employees. Assets of over 100 million naira to 500 million naira, and the turnover is 500 million naira or less than 500 million uh, in a year. Okay, so and there is no way you build a startup. Of course, you can't start building your business uh, without growing your team. So I just want us to understand that there will be some intersection in terms of place between the businesses that you see as an SME or MSME and a startup. So what are the key things that can actually distinguish uh, a startup or from an SME? <clears throat> Startups are rooted in innovation. That is, that is one of the key uh, distinguishing factors of, 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 of a business uh, that is built to, to grow very fast, all right? And I remember Anderson uh, also mentioned it, that it's a business that is innovative. Yeah, that's perfect because it's rooted in innovation, all right? And it's also a new business. Don't forget, it has to be a new business. You know, a business that is already a Fortune 500 company or is traded on the stock market can be regarded, can't be regarded as a startup again, all right? But in the early days, they can be a startup. But when starting out, these are businesses that are rooted in innovation, okay? And they also aim for speed and growth, all right? That's why these businesses require a lot of investment over their lifetime, over the life cycle of the businesses. Or even the business going, uh, the business going on, on the public exchange uh, is a way the business is looking to raise money for growth, for speed, all right? And the ultimate goal of a startup is known as the exit, which is the sweetest spot, you know, for any founder or any investor, which I'm gonna to get to in the, in the course of this uh, presentation. Now, what is a startup? A startup is at a point when a, when a company is selling its shares uh, to the public or is being listed on a, on on an exchange, uh, you know, we have the Nigeria Stock Exchange, we have the New York Stock Exchange, we have the Nasdaq, we have different exchanges across the globe. So the ultimate goal, uh, a small business might not, uh, or a SME business as defined by Bank of Industry, for example, uh, might be a business that is not looking for an exit, all right? Uh, but a startup that is deeply rooted in innovation will be looking for an exit. All right, which is the ultimate goal for the investor or the founder that is looking or aiming for speed and growth. And um, businesses in different sectors take different times uh, for them to get to exit. Uh, for example, I think it took PayPal four years uh, before the investors or before they were listed on the stock exchange. I think it took uh, maybe square four years. Uh, there are some businesses and some sectors that take longer. Maybe businesses in hardware typically take 11 years uh, for them to get an exit. Uh, businesses in, I think it took, so, it, it took Facebook like seven years. I think it took Google like four years. So businesses in different sectors have different, you know, timeline uh, before they, they finally get to exit. But in the course of the conversation, we'll talk more about uh, what, what founders, uh, should look for in trying to raise funding. Is funding really important? And then you need to even raise funding for your business. So what will define success for you in building a startup? Now we understand uh, some of the key elements in, in, in terms of what a startup is. 
startups. We understand what a startup is. It's a new business. Uh, some of the key elements is innovation. If you're looking for growth, uh, a business that is not necessarily uh, leveraging technology can also uh, be regarded as a startup as long as, as it is made. So what are the defining uh, elements that can make this business successful? The first thing is the team, all right? Uh, who are the team members, all right? I remember John shared something that uh, there are businesses now that are raising uh, millions of dollars. Uh, the question is, why are these businesses raising this amount of money, all right? And uh, maybe I'll also talk about in the course of the presentation, which can be like someone's spoken word in the startup world. Uh, domain expertise is also very key. Uh, how do you know the space or the industry you're playing in? Uh, and a typical story of this is Tim Hap. Uh, uh, we all know Tim Hap, or probably Ed about Tim Hap, or probably used their POS uh, to collect cash. So the founder of Tim Hap used to work at uh, InterSwitch for so many years uh, before he left and started building Tim Hap, which is initially started as an infrastructure for banks, then they moved into the uh, money me or the point of sale business. And now Tim Hap did revenue of over 40 billion US dollars last year. All right. Tosin, who is the founder of Tipha, before he started the company, he has domain expertise. He has worked for so many years in InfoSwitch before starting out his company. So those are some of the key elements, all right, that can help define your success, you know, as a startup founder. Number two, number the third one is the drive. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of hard work. And people say, I want to start my business because I want to have time for my family or myself. I think that's the opposite. If you want to start a business, you probably wouldn't even have time again for yourself or your family because it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of sleepless nights. People just don't go into business. Don't think business, although it can give you some form of flexibility, but it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of grind. And another key factor element is the market size in terms of the size of the market, how big is the market. These are some of the elements uh, investors look out for or professional investors look out for uh, at the point of uh, making the decision uh, to invest in your business. All right. So I've just tried to reemphasize this in terms of uh, some of the defining elements that can make you build a successful business as a founder. Uh, do you have the entrepreneurial skills needed? All right, what have you done before? All right, I mentioned domain expertise. Uh, even if you don't have domain expertise in, in that industry, what have you built before? Have you built something similar in another industry? Uh, uh, are you from an entrepreneurial background? Do you have families that are doing business? Have you even stayed in your mom's shop, you know, to help her account for what she's selling? She's selling soft drinks, she's selling clothes, you know, what are some of those big skills that you have? And it's very critical because it, it, it's a marathon. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's a long time journey and you just have to be consistent. So understanding the fact that you have entrepreneurial skills is needed. It's the grind. It, you just have to build on it. It's not something that can be, that can be taught. And to lay emphasis on the team as well, that do you have a team that is well equipped and well balanced to build this business. In starting out a business, you can be two, three, four team members on the team. And at that point, what are the complementary skills that you have? 
Are you the business guy? Are you the software guy? Do you have, do you have the marketing guy? Uh, do you have the content guy? What are the complementary skills that you, you're bringing on board? And if you look at some data about startups raising investment in Nigeria, you probably see, hey, maybe some of these guys have gone to school in the US. Uh, some of them have worked with Google. Some of them have worked with Accenture. Uh, you know, there has to be a mix, all right, in terms of the talents that are coming together and the experience, all right? Because at the early stage, what investors look for is the team, all right? There are quotes that says ideas are dime it doesn't. The most important thing is the execution because the ideas can change. Startups are about iteration. A startup that is rooted in innovation is about iteration of your business model. It can change. Uh, you can start selling, you can think this is a product uh, the market needs if you are looking at the product market fit approach and you get to the market and the market is saying something else. Or you might well research your market uh, and you know this is a pain you're, person, you're facing personally or this is a pain the market has been screaming for and you can build a product that complements it. So it's just very key uh, to have a balanced team in building uh, a successful startup. Uh, but the, 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 the third thing you can also consider is the USP, the unique selling proposition. What is different? What What is the flavor that is different about the business you're doing? What, make, what, what makes it different? All right, there are some businesses that you see, it was just like during the days of Jimmy and Conga. What, what, what were they doing? These businesses are basically selling the same product online, all right? But what was junior differentiation? What's Conga differentiation? It's just about the banks nowadays. You have GTB Bank, Wema Bank. What are all these banks doing? They're selling the same product, but they also try to fight or try to distinguish their product, their company, even if they're in the same company. And irrespective of the market you're playing or the market you're trying to build, uh, if the market size is very large and there is the barrier to entry is very low, it's also very important as a business for you to find out your unique source, your USP, or anything that's going to make you different from your competitors. So let's go to uh, another very interesting uh, part of this conversation, which is where do startups get funding? And John, please, maybe you can just send me a message, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, so... I can be sure how I'm progressing now uh, using the time. All right, great. Thank you. Yeah. So where does startup get funding? All right. We discussed about what a startup is. We understand what are the key elements required uh, for you to have to build a startup. Uh, the next thing is money. I mean, one of the key issues, I mean, I've been working with startup for some years is funding. It's a very big issue. All right. You need money to grow any business. All right. It's very key. So where do startups get from? All right. So these are some of the lists that we're going to explore. Friends and families, uh, angel investors, accelerators. Uh, I'm just putting in incubators because accelerators, incubators don't necessarily, you know, invest in startup. But just to uh, clarify that, I will clarify that in the course of, of the presentation. Startup also raise money from crowdfunding. Uh, interestingly, we have a platform that you can do that now in Nigeria. And most importantly, VC firms. These are the guys that, you know, that invest uh, from maybe $25,000 to as high as hundreds of millions of dollars in startups. We have corporate investors, we have family offices, we have banks, and of course, uh, 
your customers yeah so these are all sources of of invest uh, of ways businesses or startups can raise funding uh, for their business so let's explore the first one uh, families and friends right this is this is one of the easiest uh, ways uh, for startup uh, to raise funds uh, you can you can reach out to your friend your sister uh, your uncle about a business this amazing business idea that you have and they'll think about it oh is this does this make sense? Oh, I think this makes sense. Maybe because they like you or they don't want to break your heart, they might invest. They might, they, I mean, if the city is entrepreneurial urging you, they might be willing to support you. Uh, but in most cases, uh, families and friends are the way uh, entrepreneurs uh, can access uh, funding uh, to study a business. And angel investors also look at this like, before you get to VCs or even angel investors, they want to know, have you, have you received funds from, uh, from your family and friends? Some people call it three Fs, family, friends, foes, family, friends, fools, and what have you. Uh, but I think that's a bit biased and that might be a conversation for another day because what of people that don't have uh, wealthy families or wealthy friends that might invest in their businesses, what should they do? All right, uh, I think we'll get to that conversation later on. But basically, in, uh, in raising funds uh, for your startup, one of the first thing is, uh, one of the first uh, sources you can leverage on is the family and friends. Uh, then of course, uh, let's talk about like the benefits, all right, uh, for raising funds for family and friends, we talk about the benefits and the drawbacks. You can easily raise funds because you trust, you know your brother or your uncle knows you, all right? Uh, the trust has been established, all right? And because of this presentation, we'll see that uh, people try to even invest in people that they know or they trust. So who is going to trust you first? Uh, it's probably going to be somebody you know uh, than a VC, you probably just sent out an email to. So that, those are, that's the benefit of starting out with family and friend trust already established. They are more likely to invest, okay, because they know you. They probably don't want to break your hearts uh, and they just believe in what you're doing. Anything you do, they always want to be there to support you. So that's the benefit uh, origin from friends and family. And the drawbacks, right? Uh, because they are not professional investors, uh, they are unfamiliar with investing. They might not understand uh, what it means to get acquisition. They might not understand cap table. They might not understand uh, post-money valuation. They might not understand all those terms or words that have to come with startup investing. And that might be a drawback. Uh, they don't always have a lot of money. There's limited funding. Uh, they might not be able to give you a big check. And if they don't really understand what investing is all about, that might lead to potential stress on the family relationship. You know, uh, they might invest thinking maybe next year they want their money back. <laughs> or probably you're bidding on hardware product. And like I mentioned earlier, uh, a typical time for a hardware product to, to get to exit is like 11 years. Roku, I think it took Roku maybe 14 or 16 years before they were able to exit. But imagine you getting money uh, from your uncle and he's expecting a return in two years, you know. So uh, these are part of the drawbacks that might come up in, in trying to raise from, from friends and families.
So let's talk about accelerators and incubators. Uh, these are some local and international accelerators uh, that I think uh, have been supporting startups, uh, been investing in startups, and you can, of course, explore uh, in the course of your journey. The commons on here, like the Y Combinator, the Texters. Uh, locally, we have like Labs by Ham, uh, Itana. I think the last uh, cohort Itana had was in 2019 or so. I think Labs is still uh, a bit active in the space. And the ones that are not that too common or too popular is like Startup Chile, uh, where they bring in, where they attract startups from different parts of, of the globe to come and build a uh, startup in their country. Uh, but the most important thing about Accelerator is uh, they provide funding for their program, all right, for startups that comes into program. Incubators, uh, there are some incubators that also run accelerator program, but in most cases, incubators don't provide uh, funding for startup. Uh, example is, of course, RadFight, uh, Batibra Tech Hall, and other hubs across, across the country. So what are the, what are the benefits, all right, of getting into an accelerator, right? Uh, I mean, if this is an easy way access to the ecosystem. First of all, getting into that ecosystem is, is, is going to give you a way in to understand how to easily build your network. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, network is very key when it comes to uh, building a startup or building a business. So getting to an accelerator is an easy way for you to get access. Uh, you also have access to community of investors or mentors that will help you grow. Uh, it's very competitive and it, it's curative. Uh, you have other startups I mean, in the same court, building stuff that you can get inspired from, you can learn from every day. And those are some of like, the key benefits of being uh, in an accelerator program. And what are the drawbacks, right? Uh, they're mostly early stage. There are some businesses that are growing very fast and might not necessarily uh, fit into an accelerator program because of what they have sex investments, right? So you have an accelerator program that says, okay, we're investing $45,000 for 10% uh, of the company, right? For example, like Y Combinator. Y Combinator, I think, used to be $125,000 for 70%. I think now it's up to $500,000. And there is this uh, MFN, most favored nation course as well. So the drawbacks might be like sex investment that is already any businesses coming through this accelerator program. This is the equity you have to go by. Maybe in some cases, they might tweak that, but, but it's very hard, all right? Uh, oh, the program is also biased towards venture select. So those are some of uh, the drawbacks uh, in considering an accelerator uh, to raise funds for your business. All right, interesting one. We've all heard of angel investors, right? Uh, angel investors, this is one of the key ways uh, businesses can also uh, raise funds from. And um, so it's different. Your, in check your message, Mr. Kola, sorry. Go ahead. All right. So, okay. Okay, five minutes left. Wow. I just have to quickly, <laughs> quickly run through this. All right. Yeah, so uh, angel investors, like I said, in different climes, uh, for example, in the U.S., for you to be an angel investor, an accredited investor, uh, you have to have an annual income of $200,000 per annum or an asset that is over $1 million U.S. dollars for you to be an accredited investor. So, luckily for us, good for us, we don't have that complexities 
uh, in this part of the world. Well, basically, angel investors are rich individuals, all right, uh, that can invest uh, in your business, all right. They're, they're rich, as I can write checks, small checks, maybe like $25,000, $10,000, just for you to validate your, your, your businesses or to move your business uh, to the next stage. Uh, they don't have a lot of money and they're easier to access than the VC. Uh, another key one is crowdfunding. Okay, so like I mentioned earlier, there is a very interesting company uh, uh, that I, the founder was on my podcast last week. Uh, the company name is called Get Equity. And although it's not, it said they're not a crowdfunding platform, they're like a, uh, a private placement platform, but they have some similarities, right? And what is crowdfunding does is that it also helps you raise funds uh, from other people, from your customers, uh, or from people that probably did not participate in your. John, is John there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you for, for noting that. All right, this is space in terms of the benefits. Okay, so they give wide range of sizes, so you can have VCs invest as high as hundreds of millions of dollars. So there is wide range of sizes in terms of checks, and they have experts. All right, so because they have full of funds from from their limited partners, uh, they're able to provide extended uh, expertise uh, beyond just support capital. They can help you in, in recruiting part of your team. They, they can provide all supports that can that can help you grow and the drawbacks well end of the apple story where steve jobs was fired from from his company that's what happens some cases when you get this you must be willing to move very headed for idle companies so i mean not all businesses are fit to take this money uh, it's just important for you to understand what you're building at the essence of what you're building uh so you know if bc money is the right kind of fund uh for your business. All right, so these are the other investors. Uh, and a very, very important one I also like to talk about is your customer. Your customer validates you because they are paying for this product and services. When your customers pay you, it doesn't dilute your equity. Customers as a way for raising funds for businesses. It also, startup is, uh, we talked about defined success. We've spoken about the key elements. We understand the different sources of capital, their benefit, and drawbacks. Businessman, we don't have it that just is catching dust somewhere. But those are some of the tools that you can still use. Uh, most importantly, education without execution is extinction. Uh, thank you, everyone, for for listening to me. I hope you you've learned one or two things, and I'll be happy to take your questions now or after the session. Thank you very much, and over to you, John. I hope that was a wonderful presentation. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it was an exciting session for me. And next week, uh, watch out for another interesting episode from the Career Escape podcast. Uh, looking forward to see you soon. Love you. Bye.